Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. State of Recruiting, your weekly uh, Longhorn Recruiting podcast here at Orange 24-7. You can find us on the podcast platform of your choice. And when you do, we would encourage you to please like, subscribe, leave a review. A five-star review on iTunes gets your questions answered in our mailbag segment. Uh, we also want to point you to the other great shows on the Orange 24-7 network, including The Flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown and The Longhorn Blitz with Rob Babers and Jeff Howell. Um, before we get into a, a Somewhat busy show that we're going to have tonight, but also a somewhat quick show. Nick, how are you holding up out there? I hope you didn't uh, didn't uh, get too hit hard by snowmageddon. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but it seems like every time we take a break from the podcast, even if it's for like one week, a lot of things go down, whether it be, you know, in the business or out of the business. And we had both happen in our little week off, so... Yeah. We taking weeks off, I think. I think we're, I think we're missing <laughs> simulation. Well, I took vacation last week, and uh, I was going to come back, and we are going to just cruise into this week. And then I had something, you know, planned for this weekend that we'll talk about a little later in the show. And then, you know, I knew that, that a storm was coming, but we had snowstorms before, and I thought, well, that'll be fine. I'll be locked in the house. I'll get lots of work done. And, uh, man, uh, I'll tell you what, the power grid uh, threw a wrench in the plans really quick. On Monday morning at 2.30, we lost power originally, and it was kind of – we thought, okay, these are rolling blackouts that we're hearing about. And they, it was coming on and off and on and off. And then at 5.30, it went off, and it did not come back until today at about 10.15 a.m. So uh, my wife and I froze for a couple of days just trying to tough it out and then uh, finally packed up the dog and went to my brother's house in Keller to just have a warm night's sleep the last couple of nights. So it has been a crazy week uh, here, Nick, I appreciate you picking up the load for me on days when I didn't have power or internet or anything. And uh, of course did a great job. I, I mean, first of all, so we're going to jump right into the commitments that, that happened last week while I was on vacation. The joke always on the Horns 24 seven message board is when I go on vacation, big things happen. And I'll tell you what, last week did nothing to change that narrative as uh, Texas landed two commits, including one from a five-star quarterback. Um, I would say for my standards, Nick, you know how much of a kind of a control freak I am with things. For my standards, I would say I was pretty hands off with you last week while you were doing your job, right? Wouldn't you say I let you kind of like do your thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I got to say, you handled two big stories incredibly well. Um, you know, got your name on the byline of those free stories that rack up a lot of views. So uh, I was proud of you, man. You did a great job. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so we'll start with the big one. That was Malik Murphy, the, the five-star quarterback from uh, Junipero Serra High School in Gardenia, California, who we're actually going to have on the show a little later tonight in an interview I previously recorded with him. Um, look, man, the first quarterback is always big for any uh, any head coach. And, you know, when you can land a, a five-star guy like Malik Murphy, um, that's always huge. I think the thing that really stands out to me about him is – 
every guy so far, there've been three offensive coordinators at Texas who have loved him. Um, and they've all loved him. I'm talking Tim Beck offered him before he offered Quinn Ewers. When Mike Yersich got here, he was immediately on Malik Murphy. And then when Steve Sarkeesian got here in that staff, they were immediately on him. So something in the water with Malik Murphy keeps these guys coming back to him. A big kid, uh, a really natural thrower of the ball. Raw has a lot of inexperience, but I think a, a really huge pickup for Texas. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Sarkeesian got on campus uh, in mid-January and made Malik, you know, priority number one. Um, and he was able to secure him in, in month two. So uh, this definitely speaks to his recruiting ability as well. And, uh, you know, it also speaks to his recruiting ties that he still has out West. Um, you know, this is definitely a recruitment that if you had asked me, you know, two or three months ago, you know, who, who do I think would be the QB in the 22 class? I definitely wouldn't have said Malik Murphy. He probably would have been, you know, five or six on, on that list. Um, but yes, Sarkeesian came in, did a great job of prioritizing him, building that relationship. And now they're going to be able to build around him with, uh, you know, recruits out in California and recruits here in Texas. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting mix of the two states in this class. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So this thing actually shook out a couple of weeks ago. I, I was told um, there was a there was a Mike at night or a stampede or something. I can't remember where I wrote basically, hey, this stuff with Malik Murphy is real. Texas is in a great position, probably in the lead. And it wouldn't surprise me to see a quick commitment go down. That's because I was told that Murphy had actually made a silent commitment a couple of weeks ago and was planning on the 13th as his date of, of uh, commitment. And so I was told specifically that like he's going to commit on the 13th. And so I talked to our West Coast uh, sources and even they were really surprised. They were like, I can't see him committing that early. You know, maybe he shuts it down or cuts it down, but uh, it's hard to see it, but man, it, it did happen that way. And, um, you know, Murphy did indeed shut it down. I'll, I'll be interested to see him. I'm actually going to see him this weekend at pylon seven on seven in Vegas, which we'll talk a little bit about later. Um, but I think for Texas, like you mentioned, the West coast ties, he has recruiting, uh, just the big name ability. And, you know, he seems to be a pretty magnetic kid as you guys will all hear, um, a little later on the show. I think that, you know, it, obviously, Quinn Ewers was the guy in state and the number one player in the country. We've, we've hashed that one to death, but I think, um, you know, if you get an opportunity to get a guy like Malik Murphy, you have to take it. Uh, the second one was actually Nick, a, a story you were more running, running point on than me um, was, uh, was uh, actually, let me go, let me go back real quick to Malik Murphy. Cause I do have a funny story. Um, I, so <laughs> when I go on vacation, it's like kind of understood that, Hey, you're going to put your phone away. We're not going to talk about recruiting and all those sorts of things. And God, I pray that this is not the episode my wife chooses to listen to. Um, <laughs> the Malik Murphy news kind of started to come down on a night when we were at a very nice dinner on our vacation. And I, there was one point where I had to excuse myself to go to the restroom um, and go take a call. Um, and I felt like it was like a scene from a movie where like she was going to come see me on the other side of the restaurant, like by the bar on the phone with somebody. Uh, but I, I thought it was a, it was kind of a funny moment. So um, let's get back to Travel Johnson, the, the commitment from Arlington Martin, Nick, you, you kind of ran point on that. You did a great job on, on chasing down the story, killer job on the video. It was one of the better commitment videos I've ever seen. So just kind of walk us through everything with Travel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he put out kind of a, an ominous tweet. Um, I, I believe this was last Monday, um, kind of hinting at something coming soon and uh, shot him a message. I'm like, is this a commitment? And he's like, yeah, let's get it done. So 
Uh, we were able to wrap up that commitment video on, on Friday at Arlington Martin. Shout out to uh, uh, Coach Wager and his staff for letting us in and, um, you know, being being really uh, hospitable in, in that time. Um, went in, great kid, uh, also a great talent. Um, he's, he's the perfect Big 12 linebacker that you want these days, really versatile. He's going to be able to serve, you know, a multitude of roles, whether it be inside, outside, and even at safety. I, I think he's got potential all over the – all over the defense. And, um, you know, I, I think this is a great early pickup for Texas. And you had kind of wrote about it in an article last week about how this kind of solidifies that pipeline with Arlington Martin High School. And that's a very important one because uh, there's Texas offers all over the place in that locker room. So uh, it's definitely awesome to have two commits, uh, two commits slash signees in that locker room already. I think when you're looking at guys in recruiting, you always there's there's different types of guys. There's guys like Malik Murphy, who right now is all potential, right? We don't really know what he is. Um, when you look at the guys that come out of Martin, they are production. Now, a lot of them have potential too, but the production is the most prevalent thing. And so I look at Maurice Blackwell in last year's class and Travell Johnson in this class. You turn on the tape and those guys pop. You're out at a game and those guys pop. Um, Nick, you were with me. Were you with me at the Lamar Martin game? I was not. I had an okay. last year. That might have been Guy with me. I, I know you and I were at um, – we were at so many games at Globe Life. I can't remember which one was which, but that one was at Globe Life too. Um, he was all over the field in that Lamar game. Like he uh, – I don't think Martin scored more than six or seven points on offense, but they won the game because they had like a pick six, a block punt. He blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Um, so he's also a big – uh, special teams guy. He was named special teams player of the year for his district. I think a guy that just flies to the ball when you watch him on tape. I mean, he is what you want as a space eating linebacker. Can he put on the weight and play? Maybe uh, that's going to be the challenge. That's what we'll see. But I think that, you know, for the most part, this is the kind of new, new thing we're looking at at linebacker. Now it's just bigger safeties and, and guys who can move in space. Um, so definitely two really big uh, pickups there. Um, and, and, you know, th that was one that I think we had seen probably coming for a long time, even under Coleman Hutzler, when he had originally offered Travell, uh, it seemed like he was really high on Texas because of Blackwell. And, and that didn't really uh, change once uh, Jeff Choate and, and Jeff Banks started recruiting him. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, being able to play with Blackwell at the next level, um, you know, if they can both, you know, play to their potential and start, you know, alongside each other in Austin, I think that's going to automatically, you know, give some chemistry on that defense that, you know, that'll be able to spread around to, you know, all 11 positions. And I mean, even looking forward to the 2023 class as well from Arlington Martin, you look at JV and Taviano, I think he's probably one of the better athletes in the, in the class. I think he's a guy that could be, you know, easily a four-star or probably a high tier four-star in my opinion, the kid's an incredible athlete. And this is definitely going to help in his recruitment moving forward. I know 2023 is kind of, you know, a long ways away, but it's not that, that's not that far to think about it. So uh, um, definitely a huge pickup uh, on so many levels, you know, whether it be the talent on the field, uh, the chemistry that he'll be able to bring to Austin. And then also, you know, uh, like you said, solidifying that pipeline to, to Martin. Yeah. I think you mentioned 23 seems far away. I mean, think about it, man. This summer, like, we'll start really drilling down on, okay, who's who are we serious about in 23, just like we did last year about 22. So, um, yeah, it, it does seem far away, but you're right. And Taviano was a guy who I saw him game one of the season against Denton Ryan. He got to make his freshman debut – or his not his freshman, his varsity debut covering Jatavian Sanders, which is never fun, but I thought held his own 
in, in a lot of ways. And that's where he kind of caught at my eye. And um, I, I thought he's had a, a fantastic season. So, um, so yeah, two big pickups. It seems like Texas is building some momentum. Um, I think Nick, we've had some crystal balls as well. It was crystal ball week uh, at 24 seven sports. Some new crystal balls came in. You um, kind of had a piece uh Nick, I think it was a Nick at night, maybe last week um, where you talked about things progressing with Bryce Anderson. Um, I think Texas has momentum in that recruitment. I think they're getting momentum in a lot of recruitment. So um, I think that, you know, for, for Steve Sarkeesian, it's exactly what you want to see and exactly what we expect from the staff of recruiters. Yeah, I, I agree. I put out a Nick at night last week uh, with three new crystal balls at the safety position. Um, we're kind of getting an idea of where Blake Gideon and Terry Joseph are taking uh, the safety position in 2022. Um, you know, they kind of inherited the job with, you know, Chase Biddle uh, kind of being the guy that um, they had a lot of momentum with. Um, they seem to back off on him just a little bit, um, going more towards after Bryce Anderson, Brian Allen, and uh, Landon Holby. And, um, you know, the way I see it right now, don't quote me on this and don't, you know, pull this here in, on signing day a year from now, but I like Texas chances with all three. I think they can make it work with all three. Um, I think Brian Allen's a guy you can move to corner. I think he's a guy that wants to move to corner. Uh, but if we're talking about Bryce Anderson specifically, uh, yeah, I went to Pylon Dallas last or weekend before last. And, um, you know, I, I liked what he had to say about Texas, talking to some sources around him. Um, you know, I think Texas is definitely the leader in this recruitment right now. Uh, A&M is obviously a worry. They're going to they're gonna be right there uh, right until the end. Um, there's also going to be a, you know, a couple other SEC schools that will obviously be involved. Um, but, I mean, Bryce Anderson is a fantastic talent at the safety position. He's an incredible athlete. He's been playing both ways for uh, Beaumont Westbrook since his freshman season. And his freshman season, he was a big part in leading them to the state championship and where they almost won, the, uh, won it against uh, Longview. So um, this is definitely a kid you want to have, uh, you know, in a recruiting class and on your team. Um, and then looking at Landon Holoby, I, I put in a crystal ball for Texas uh, for him as well. Um, obviously, his brother Jaden Holoby is on the team right now. He's a freshman at, uh, at Texas, just wrapped up his freshman season. Um, and, uh, you know, I've kind of always – we've always liked where Texas stood with him. It was just a matter if they would prioritize him. And it looks like this new staff has done just that. You know, I feel pretty good about their relationship right now that I think he'll, uh, he'll be a longhorn before it's over with. And then uh, the third crystal ball that I entered that day was uh, for Chase Biddle to Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma has kind of put their foot on the gas with him uh, and kind of pitching him alongside uh, his teammate at Garland and his teammate with Team Grind on the 7-on-7 circuit, Jordan Hudson. Um, you know, Jordan, along with the OU staff, has been pushing Chase pretty hard. Uh, you know, I feel good about where the Sooners and Chase sit right now. And uh, even today, as we're recording this on Thursday, he had put out a graphic earlier today kind of, you know, hinting at, uh, hinting at Oklahoma. So, um, you know, I, I definitely like the, where things stand with uh, Oklahoma and Chase Biddle, but you know, that's not bad news for Texas uh, as long as they're getting the targets that they want. I think uh, one last thing I want to touch on before we uh, move on to our next segment is you didn't get to talk about it um, because uh, we didn't have a podcast when you went, but uh, you covered Pylon Dallas. Um, anything stand out to you there? Any guys stand out as performers? Talk about maybe some of the guys who were uh, the guys we know. And did anybody new jump out at you? Oh, goodness. Uh, we have to think back a couple of weeks. Um, I, uh, I did like what I saw from Ruben Owens. Um, it was his first time uh, in a seven-on-seven -seven setting. He's the number one running back uh, in the – or number two running back in the country for 2023, number one uh, recruit in the state of Texas as we have it right now. Um, he did pretty good in his first seven-on-seven -seven tournament. Um, they had him lined up in the slot out wide, had him taking handoffs as well. I like what I saw from him. Uh, Bryce Sanderson was all over the field uh, at, at the safety position. I like what I saw from him. 
Um, but our good friends at Team Flex, man, they have a really good squad this year. Uh, quarterback by Nick Edwards, quarterback at Wild Mound, who's been picking up a ton of recruiting attention recently. Um, he's picked up offers from Florida, Louisville, Penn State, and tons of others. Uh, I'm waiting for that first in-state school to, you know, pull the trigger on him. Um, and honestly, if we look down the road six to eight months from now and, you know, Texas doesn't have a QB two, and if they're looking to take a two-quarterback class, I think Everts would kind of be a good fit for that. Um, but uh, he did really well in quarterbacking for Team Flex. Uh, their receiver, their receiving core is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they have Evan Stewart, uh, Jay Fair, John Tay Cook, uh, and I know I'm leaving out some others, which is which is crazy to think about. But they they have even more on the defensive side of the ball. They got Brian Allen, uh, Daniel Demery, who uh, who had a pretty good showing as well last weekend. Um, so yeah, I, I mean the seven on seven circuit is really heating up, and I'm excited to see what you get out in Vegas this weekend. That's one of the you know the bigger tournaments of the year. Yeah, we'll kind of see how it shakes out. I'm interested to see if this weather grounds any teams from Texas or, you know, how the California season impacts things. It'll be uh, in the, the, this tournament's already moved, but we'll talk about that in a later segment. Coming up next, um, I, I, in, uh, before we get to, uh, we're, we're going to have a word from our sponsors. And then after that, uh, an interview we did with Malik Murphy. So we hope you guys enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now joining me on this week's episode of the State of Recruiting, it is the one of the newest Texas commits, a five-star quarterback from California, a big way for Steve Sarkeesian to start off his tenure at Texas. It is Malik Murphy. Malik, thanks for joining me today. No problem. Um, so I guess the first question probably everybody wants to know is, you know, what was it about Texas that got you to pull the trigger so quickly? Um, a lot of it was Sark, you know, taking, taking over there. And me knowing, you know, what I could do in the offense and as a quarterback, you know, playing under him and his game plan, you know, but also the fact that I'll be in Texas doing it, you know, Texas is a high on football state. You know, I know that there's a lot that comes with it being ahead of the program, you know, at, at the quarterback position. I have a lot of a lot of duties, I'll say, you know, having to lead the team and also you know, put on a great show for the fans. So basically since you've been a recruit, there's been three guys at Texas in the offensive coordinator role, basically. Um, and they've all been pretty infatuated with you from what I know, you know, I know Tim Beck, you were the first offer for him in 2022 at quarterback. Um, you know, Mike Yersich, I know was a big fan of yours and now Sark. I mean, what does it say? I guess that, that everybody, no matter who comes in at Texas, they're, uh, they're really interested in having you there. Uh, it says a lot and means a lot, you know, being able to, well, actually knowing that I can come into Texas and compete for a job at the quarterback position, you know, being a Cali kid, knowing that that opportunity doesn't come all the time, you know, Cali quarterbacks don't always kind of, you know, work out, I'll say, you know, in Texas. So 
you know, being able to get that get that opportunity and play quarterback at a university like Texas is a big deal. And, and I didn't want to pass it up. So that's what kind of led me to making that decision. How much of this early um, early commitment was you being a quarterback and wanting to be able to recruit other guys and kind of build this class and, and build up, you know, that first class under start? That was actually a big deal for me. You know, I wanted great players around me. I didn't want to go to a program to basically build from the ground up. I'll say I don't I don't have a problem with it, but knowing that I can go to a place that, you know, people want to go to anyway. And then with me being there, kind of attracts them even more. That helps, you know, being able to kind of, um, how do I put it? Attract, yeah, just attract, you know, great recruits, you know, other players that would love playing with me and I love playing with them. And that's a big thing, you know, building a, a strong 2022 class and getting myself around the right people to make things happen and get us back to the national championship. The biggest question I get is who does Malik know? Who is he close with? Obviously, CJ Williams, uh, who's played with you in seven on seven before is a big target for Texas. Uh, Ernest Green, who I know they just offered, is a guy I know you're close with as well. Um, what guys in California are you really working on to, to come join you in Texas? I'm working on a lot, actually. Uh, you named two of them, CJ and Ernest for sure. Also, T-Mac, he plays at Servite. I got to play with him this past weekend. But a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people that I think can help us and take us to where we need to be. So I don't know who – is going to make the move yet or, you know, what their game plan is at the moment. But, you know, I'm recruiting. That's for sure. Let's hear the pitch. What are you telling these guys to get them to leave the West Coast and come to Austin? We get to play with each other. We get to go out there together and we could take them to a national championship together under Sark and that wonderful offense. So that's a that's something I could throw in there all the time because everybody has seen what he's did in the past and, you know, kind of just base their recruiting off of that. Um, as far as, you know, you, I know that you, you've battled some injury your sophomore season. Um, and then you guys, of course, didn't get to play your junior season yet because of COVID. What's the status uh, on California football? Do you guys think you're going to get to play in the spring? I do think we're going to get to play at least five games. Uh, I don't know for sure yet, but that's what it's looking like. At least five games in a championship kind of playoff game at the end. But, you know, it's no certainty. Um, I'm working, and when it's go time, I'll be ready to go. So, What's that schedule looking like? I mean, when, if everything goes according to plan, when, when will those games start? First game will actually be early March. So I think like March 16th or something like that. Okay. So anybody, any of our West Coast listeners out there, you can get out to, uh, to Jay Sarah, one of the, better, the bigger programs in, in California and go see Malik sling it around a little bit. Um, I've known Armani Winfield since he was a freshman in high school. So when he showed up playing for premium a couple of weeks ago, I called him and I said, give me the scoop on Malik. Like, what, you know, what does he look like? And Armani was really impressed. You know, what? talk about that relationship between the two of you. And, uh, you know, obviously it's important for quarterbacks to build those relationships with receivers. He actually was the first to 
you know, he was the only Texas commit that I knew at the time. You know, before I was committed, he was the only person that I knew. Um, he reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm here. You know, let me know who you need. Let's make this happen. So we uh, chopped it up a little bit. You know, he he did most of the most of the recruitment, you know, in the beginning before mm-hmm. you know, I really made my decision and got to talking to Coach Milwee, Coach Sark. Um, he hit me up first, you know, he wanted me down there. He wanted, wanted me to make that decision and, you know, be his quarterback for the next three to four years. So that's a big thing, building a relationship with your receivers, with your guys on offense, you know, really buying into each other to know that, you know, you guys are on the same page and you're on the same mission. Um, you just mentioned AJ Milwe, who, you know, we know Sard does a lot of the recruiting is, is the guy that people point to, but obviously he trusts coach Milwe to, to be his quarterback's coach. We don't know a ton about him just because he's mainly been an analyst, but what, what can you tell us about him is, you know, that, that kind of clicked with you as a recruiter and a coach and everything. He's played a big part. I've talked to coach Milwe every single day, literally, if not once, twice a day, for sure. Um, you know, we, we talk about even more than football, you know, my first time actually talking to him, we got off the football topic fast. You know, we were talking about movies. What type of movies do I like? What kind of, you know, what do I like to do on the weekends besides football? You know, it's just a lot to it that's going to play into, you know, more than football because that's not, that's not, that's all going to be out there with me in Texas. You know, I'm going to have to live there. I'm going to have to survive there coming from California. You know, things are going to be a little bit different, but, you know, he's making me feel comfortable, and that's a big thing for me. I guess my last question before we get you out of here is, is kind of along those same lines. What do you like to do outside of football? Do you have any hobbies, any any interests, like uh, any anything interesting we should know about? Um, interesting, I'll say my favorite sports after football and then basketball is ping pong. Most people wouldn't know that about me, but I take ping pong, like, really serious whenever I'm – able to play, I played and I go all in, you know, I'm really competitive in whatever I do, but I take ping pong to another level. That's one thing. Um, and outside of, outside of that, I like to watch movies like with my dad or go to the movies. I know that's, that's been hard to do at this time because of COVID and everything, but we'll go to the movies, go to amusement parks. Uh, I like to swim. I'm not much of a, I played a video game, but, you know, not as much as I used to. I kind of trickled down on that, you know, as I got older. But I still get on the game here and there. But those are the uh, couple things I do besides football. Yeah, um, that's, ping pong is interesting because uh, Texas fans will note that uh, like a year or two ago, there was a big – actually two or three years ago, Shane Bouchelle and Sam Ellinger would get into these heated, like, ping pong battles in the locker room. Really? They got, yeah, they've got one, like, in the player clubhouse. So there's always a big time playing ping pong. So I guess we can expect you to dominate the table once you get to Austin. Definitely, definitely. I can't wait to get out there, actually. And you're coming down uh, in a couple of weeks, I guess, to, to get some work with your quarterback trainer. You're going to make a trip through Austin to see the city and, and the campus, all that? Yes, sir. If everything goes as planned, I should be out there on the 25th. Okay. Well, you were supposed to be in this weekend. It's a good thing, or the, this past weekend. It's a good thing you didn't, as we are having like a once in a generation snowstorm right. here. Um, so glad right. you didn't see it. Uh, the weather, it's, it's usually not that bad. But man, um, you know, when you're in Austin, make sure you get some good food and, and all sorts of things like that. You got to try Whataburger so you can tell us how it lines up with In and Out and all those sorts of things. And uh, we'll see that. 
I heard the I heard the debates. Uh, I'm gonna take it hard on Whataburger. Actually, I can't let them off easy. I'm gonna grade my grading scale is gonna be very very tough, but yeah, I'm gonna have to try it to make sure you know I know that In and Out's better. <laughs> An interesting thing, um, one of your ex teammates, LV Bunkley Shelton, who I knew when he when Texas was recruiting him, came down to Austin for a visit and told me he liked Whataburger better than In and Out. So. Um, well, I'm very interested to see your reply on that. Yeah, I am too now that you know, <laughs> he <actually> tells them. <laughs> All right, well, Malik, I, I appreciate you taking your time and joining us. Uh, I know the Texas fans are, are, are really excited about you and really want to get to know you. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. No problem. Hook them. And we want to thank Malik Murphy for coming on and spending some time with us and uh, get, kind of getting to know the fans and letting the fans get to know him. Um, all right, Nick, we're not going to do a mailbag this week. It's been uh, an insane week of uh, just uh, tough times for, for Texans. And, um, you know, it's been a time crunch for me. I'm, we're recording this Thursday night. It's about 7.40 right now. I'm going to be at the airport at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, to catch a flight to Las Vegas. I'm headed out to Las Vegas for Pylon 7 on 7, a tournament that is usually held in Mesquite, uh, Nevada, which is about an hour from Las Vegas. Uh, that tournament has since been moved because Nevada does not allow uh, these things because of COVID. So now it will be in Bullhead City, Arizona, which is on the Arizona-Nevada uh, border and uh, is about an hour and a half from Las Vegas. So I'm still going to stay in Las Vegas and just make the drive to the tournament um, each day. But uh, should be a really good tournament. I think some some guys will stand out. Premium will be there, so that means Malik Murphy will be in action. We will have full coverage of you uh, for you. If you check out my Twitter, you'll be able to see lots of Malik Murphy throws this weekend because I'll probably just follow him around the entire time. Um, CJ Williams, the the elite wide receiver, I believe, will be playing with either them or Ground Zero, um, and so I think uh, those are guys to watch out west. Fast Seven on Seven will be there, which means Jaden Blue. Uh, it means um, uh, Kevin Coleman. Uh, a, a lot of offers on Fast Houston, um, and then a, a lot of other, uh, a couple other national teams just to keep an eye on, um, including FSP out of Seattle, which always has guys. So uh, should be a really fun tournament. It's always a fun two day event. Uh, we get to go spend some time with the West Coast guys, Huffman and Biggins, and um, that's one of my favorite weekends of the year. So uh, should be a lot of fun. Nick, you're also hitting the road. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to be heading out to a uh, showcase out in Midland on Sunday. Um, don't really know of any big names that'll be there. Uh, I was trying to see if Harris Sewell, the new offensive line offer in 2023 from Odessa Permian would be there, but he's not going to be, um, he was the only one I was kind of expecting with an offer to maybe show up, but I'm really just out there looking for, uh, looking for some talent on the talent hunt. Um, it's just going to be one of those weekends where, uh, you know, I try to find, you know, a diamond in the rough and what better place to do it than Midland, Texas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, West Texas is, uh, Usually you're out there drilling for oil, so uh, it looks like you'll be out there drilling for prospects. Going with our good friend Coach O, who wants to, who loves West Texas. Uh, there's nobody who loves West Texas the way Coach O loves West Texas. Kind of, except for you, Nick. I mean, you're kind of a guy that's like, if we're going to West Texas, I'm in. Oh, for sure. I, <laughs> I, I love going out to Spearman or Sanford Fritch or Floyd Data. I, I'm, I'm in all of those trips. <laughs> that's why I love you, because I don't have to do it. Um, all right, Nick, you uh, basketball recruiting, where are we at? Um, is it heating up? I don't know what what time of the year of the cycle it is, but I know you've been going to some basketball games lately. Anything of note to report? Yeah, this is definitely probably one of the more uh, heated times of the year for basketball recruiting. 
Um, the uh, second 2021 signing day is kind of approaching uh, here in mid-April. Um, so we're kind of getting to the, to the, down to the wire as far as, you know, what um, teams are going to do to round out the 2021 cycle. And in the early signing period, we kind of expected Texas to, you know, hold off with their four signees and, you know, call it, call it a day. Um, but it looks like they're going to be going after a couple of more just based on uh, team performance this year. They're kind of expecting, you know, quite a bit to uh, quite a bit to head off to, you know, whether it be professional, uh, the professional route or just graduate. Um, so uh, it looks like there's going to be about one to two more signees in the 2021 class. I'm keeping a close eye on five star center uh, Charles Bediaco from the IMG Academy. He's a uh, teammates with uh, Tamar Bates, uh, four star uh, shooting guard. Um, that is a signee of Texas right now. And also Texas has just been kind of pushing really hard recently. Uh, Betty Yako was a heavy Alabama lean ahead of the early signing period, but he didn't sign with Alabama. So that kind of left the door open for, you know, quite a bit of other teams to come in. And uh, Texas has come in, Michigan, Ohio State. And I think those are going to be kind of the four teams that uh, we see push for Betty Yako down the stretch. And I think it's going to be a really close race between all four of those teams, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. So um, I'm really curious to see how that one shakes out. And I'm also keeping a, an eye on four-star shooting guard, uh, Jalen Blakes out of New Jersey. Uh, he, he's another one that uh, Texas has, you know, consistently kept up communication with. I don't feel as confident about Texas's chances with Jalen as I do with Charles, um, but Texas is certainly in the race. I, I think they can certainly land both of them, um, uh, you know, with the full potential. If they, if they finish out uh, the season pretty good, um, you know, they have a deep run in, in March Madness. They could, you know, definitely pull pull the strings for both of them. Um, but even looking forward to 2022 class, it's really heating up as well. Um, they're really starting to focus in on their uh, their key targets and their top targets. Um, and one that kind of caught my eye this past week, uh, Austin Nunez, a four-star point guard here in Texas, um, you know, has kind of always been a heavy Texas lean. Um, but Virginia was always the worry uh, because of his relationship with head coach Tony Bennett. Uh, out of Virginia and Virginia finally offered this past week and uh, our, our good friend Brandon Jenkins who does a great job covering uh, Texas Arkansas and Oklahoma uh, uh, basketball for, for 24-7 sports uh, he put out an article this past week and um, you know I talked to Brandon as well I think Virginia might might definitely be a contender in this race I think it's gonna it's gonna be a two-horse race for with Texas and Virginia uh, I have a crystal ball in for Texas right now with the confidence score but I believe it's seven you know, I still feel, you know, pretty confident in Texas' chances. I still think they're the leader. Uh, but, you know, you, it's definitely not great to have a program like Virginia, you know, competing with Texas. So um, that's going to be another one where, you know, a deep March Madness run would probably definitely help in that recruitment. And I've also been hitting some basketball games, like you said, uh, catching some 2022 targets here in the DFW area. Uh, Anthony Black, he's a combo guard and also a, a three-star receiver for uh, um, Team Flex. That was one of the receivers that I forgot in the last segment. Um, but a four-star combo guard at, at Capel, um, he, he does a great job with the ball in his hands, um, great playmaker. And, you know, I like where Texas sits with him right now. I think that's going to come down to Texas and Texas Tech. Uh, his uh, stepbrother, Micah Peavy, is currently uh, playing at Texas Tech. So uh, that's going to be a tough one to overcome. But I think his relationship with Shaka Smart is putting Texas right, right in that mix. And, you know, I would even consider Texas the leader at this point. Um, and then I also went and saw a four-star power forward, uh, Zuby Edgy 4 from Garland. Uh, last week and uh, really liked what I saw from him. He's really raw from a, you know, a tool standpoint, uh, or excuse me, he's really raw from a prospect standpoint, uh, but I like his tools and um, I think he can be a really, you know, solid contributor at the next level for, you know, three to four years. And, 
you know, that's kind of something I'm noticing with uh, the 2022 recruiting approach uh, for Shaka Smart and, you know, the Texas Longhorns. They're looking after these program guys. You know, I think most of their top targets right now are not guys that are going to be one and dones. These are going to be program type guys, and they're definitely going to need to, to fill um, these holes with with program guys. So um, I'm excited to see how both classes shake out, especially with the 2022 class having so much talent in state, much like on the football field. So uh, it's definitely uh, interesting times on the, the basketball recruiting front. And um, me and my, uh, myself and uh, Brandon Jenkins are, are doing our best trying to keep you guys covered on Horse 24-7. Well, you guys are doing a fantastic job. I appreciate it. Nick, I told you before vacation and – I plan on it. I'm going to do it. I don't know when basketball season ends, but I'm coming to a game. I'm going to get out and see some football player play a basketball game somewhere. <laughs> hey, the playoffs start next week. We're running out of time. Um, Duncanville will most surely make a deep playoff run, won't they? Because that's who I'd like to go see. For sure. I could see them at least making it to the third round. Okay, so that's that's the goal is uh, I'll be at a Duncanville game to go see our our good friend Amaria Boy. All right, Nick, um, that's going to do it for tonight's show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We know it was a little abridged. Hopefully the world gets uh, the weather in Texas gets back to, to normal next week and we can just kind of do our regular thing. Um, Nick, anything to add before we sign off here? Oh, no, just uh, hope everyone's staying warm, staying safe. Uh, I know it's kind of crazy right now with everything going on, hoping mental health is staying strong, physical health is staying strong. And uh, we'll, we'll be out of this before it's over with. God, I hope so. For everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining along in the show. And uh, glad to be back. For Nick Harris, I'm Mike Roach. We will see you guys next week.